Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the new Blurt. Hey, Blurtsters, Kexter here. What you're about to listen to is Indelible Indigenous. You've got about 30 minutes of wonderfulness of culture of First Nations. It's a uh, segment that we have on probably every four weeks, and this is the mini episode. Um, I'm talking about Shadow Spirit, which is a cultural um, investigation, obviously First Nations, and their art through history, but also it um, it talks about not just the history, but obviously the violent history of um, First Nations people and the trauma, etc., that they've gone through. Shadow Spirit is all about those stories, and we talk about them and we explain them um, because at the time there are slides going. Now, those slides are available, once you'll make sure they're available, on this link and in the full episode. And very importantly, and I totally forgotten, I should not have, Wenzi is talking all about the yes vote. Unfortunately, in this case, it's not going as forward as we'd expect it to in the polls. But between you and I, I don't really believe the polls and I don't really believe the question that's being asked to the people, one that they can necessarily say yes to. So it will be a Guardian Essential poll out very soon and they are going to be asking a slightly different question, although it will be around the same ballpark. But it'll be interesting what the results are on that one. And you can get the full episode, which should be out on Monday. So enjoy Indelible Indigenous. In 2017, we seek to be heard and we invite you to walk with us in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. Well, that is our thing for Indel in Ditch, or if you'd like to have that actually in a language you will understand, Indelible <laughs> Indigenous. That's right. Um, whence I uh, take it away. That be me. Alrighty. I am going to cover um, something that's a little bit concerning, but um, hopefully um, will change over the coming months. Um, polls are currently not looking good for the Yes campaign. Um, we briefly talked about it recently, but I came across this article about how uh, the Yes and No campaigns are going to start spending their advertising dollars over the coming weeks. Uh, the Yes campaign will kick off their uh, advertising campaign this Sunday, start of NADOC week. Yeah, so they're starting this Sunday. But the really important part is, uh, as we know, with the most referendums, we need um, four states to vote overwhelmingly yes, which means that three states uh, can vote no to still pass. Oh. Well, I know I know you need at least four states, but it doesn't include territories, I believe. Correct. So the no campaign um, are going to be targeting certain states, and it's not the states that you think that uh, they might be targeting. So they'll be targeting. Um, oh, that's right. I have a show and tell. So um, one of the things that they're going to be targeting um, are the states where the polls have been showing that. Um, and I'll go to the first, second slide because that makes more sense right now. 
Queensland, you're letting the team down hugely. Exactly. So Queensland, in all the polls so far, uh, overwhelmingly, the most likely to vote no. And so this, a lot of the no campaign are going to be targeting um, Queensland. So watch out, Queensland. Um, we need to uh, counter that vote and that message with a yes. yes you do. So, you need to get out there. Mm, I'm actually um, going to be volunteering in a couple of weeks' time down here. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. For the yes one, uh, what is it? Yes23.org? Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's what I'll be doing. Also, and, and remember, there's 2nd of July this weekend, nationwide support for the Yes23 as well. Yeah, we, exactly. Were going to mention that? Sorry, if you were. No, I did briefly mention it before that that's the Yes23 campaign is starting this Sunday um, because, like I said before, NADOC week commences this Sunday, which we'll go into a little bit more on next week's show. But um, as you can see in the graph here, the states that are the, the least likely to vote yes um, are Queensland, Tasmania at times, WA definitely. Um, so Queensland, WA, and then occasionally it'll either be South Australia, Tasmania. Problem with South Australia and Tasmania, the polls um, are fluctuating quite a bit because their sample size is a bit too small. So pollsters can't quite get uh, a good, uh, a smaller margin of error when talking about the campaign in those states. Um, Do you know, I have I have faith in South mm-hmm. Australia, Tasmania, Western Australia. I have faith in all of those and I have faith in Victoria. Mm. I'm not exactly sure about New South Wales. I'm hoping it should be okay but i have pretty good faith in those four states so which ones were they victoria tassie victoria um western australia and uh south australia Mm, okay so the understanding or belief that some people are thinking will what will happen is new south wales and victoria there'll be a majority and even if those two states have an overwhelming majority if they're the only two states that voted yes, even though they, the, by population, they had a majority. Won't make any difference. Won't make a difference, exactly. Mm. Which is so, bullshit when you think about it, considering mm. the 15 million people, sorry, 13 mm. million people come from two states. Yeah, yeah. Which so is half, I think half, it's half the nation. Total bullshit that the <clears> other <throat> states have the same um, uh, weighting as mm. Victoria and New South Wales. They shouldn't. Correct. They should have like half a waiting. I mean, Queensland. Yeah. How many is in Queensland? Two million? Uh, maybe three or four in total. But that's a bloody big state, like geographically. Mm. It's ginormous. Yeah. yeah. And, so is, and so is Western Australia. I mean, mm. so I just, it does annoy me. It does annoy uh, exactly. Me. Uh, so Warren Mundine, um, the leading oh. ag- advocate for the No Campaign, confirmed on ABC's RN Breakfast program a few weeks ago that their strategy is to target the um, smaller states um, or, or the states that are going to most likely vote no. Um, for us, it's sensible because they have to have the double whammy of a majority plus a majority of states. So all we have to do is pick up three states and that's the end of the referendum is what he said. Um, yeah, what a so short-sighted, honestly. Oh, tell me about it. Um, 
the campaign, oh, sorry, the poll that was uh, released a few weeks ago by Channel 9 um, found that 49% supported The Voice. I don't believe um, anything that comes out of Channel 9. No, neither do I. And, of course, you've got to, what we don't know is um, uh, the questioning. So I'm, I'm not even confident or I haven't found the exact questions that have been asked in these polls. So if, if it was the referendum question, then I'd, I'd be more likely to believe it. So this graph that I'm showing right now is showing that the Yes campaign, which is the purple line, is steadily getting closer to 50%. So it's getting less and less support, while the No campaign is going up. So looking at that, you, it looks like that the No campaign will succeed, which is frightening. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So the first graph that I didn't show you was the advertising spend so you can see in the graph here that the no campaign, which is the orange bar, is they're spending the most in Queensland, South Australia, WA and Tasmania. So they, of those four states, they just need three states to overwhelmingly vote no, and then they get through. Explain, Whereas, can you explain to me why the people that ruin this world, the people that destroy this world, the people that destroy... Um, democracy, the people that destroy uh, just the culture, the fabric of society, um, always have more money to spend on keep destroying it. Yeah, just, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, that's my head in. Honestly, yeah. God. Um, just got an answer here from Vicky. There's 5.1 million in Queensland. Start yelling at him, Vicky. Because yes. seriously, Kex yeah, is exactly. going to get very annoyed. Yes, we can't let the nation down, can we? No, so, yes, Vicky oh, also much. says, Queensland, what are we doing? It's appalling. It totally agree. Appalling. It's disgraceful. Totally agree. So it's the Yes campaign are spending the most in Tasmania and Victoria um, and where else? South Australia. So I, wouldn't you, do, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that if I was the Yes campaign. Mm. I don't think they've targeted their money very well. There. I can mm. tell them right now in Victoria they're going to get a Yes. It's going to be Yes. Yeah. Don't spend your money there. Spend it somewhere else where you really need to. Yeah, they should be spending it just like the no campaign in those states that most likely will vote no because you want to get your message out to them. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're just uh, banging into an echo chamber. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I admit that we are a little bit um, – we are probably a little bit uh, guilty of doing that ourselves. Mm. But, um, but you know, I mean, the podcast does go out to whoever wants to download it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, obviously, if you don't agree with that, you should probably mm. vote. Yeah. But, um, yeah, exactly. but one thing I will say, some no-vote campaigners say that a voice will divide Australians by race, giving special treatment to Indigenous people. This is straight out of the um, Voice to Parliament handbook. Are right. they correct? No. A Voice to Parliament is about recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's distinct culture, heritage, history, the unique connection to Australia's continent that spans over 60,000 years. This would be a force for unity and nation building rather than division. This is part that's really interesting, just mm. in case you didn't know and anyone out there that may not know. A voice to parliament would also implement Australia's commitment to the United Nations Declaration on the Right of Indigenous People in Domestic Law, in particular, Article 18. Mm. Article 18 of the United Nations Declaration says 
Indigenous peoples have the right to participate in decision-making in matters which would affect their rights through representative chosen by them in accordance with their own procedures and as well as to maintain and develop their own Indigenous decision-making mm. institutions. So yeah. if anyone comes to you and says it's a Canberra voice, they are lying out of their mm. ass because that yeah, is a load right. of crap. It's a gift from Indigenous and we should accept it willingly. Exactly. And the last little piece I wanted to talk about regarding referendums, uh, we've briefly spoken about this, but this is the thing that sort of got me. Of the eight successful referendums in Australian history, the states were unanimous in all but one, uh, which we know was the 67 referendum. Queensland. There have been, yep, there have been five where a majority of Australians voted in favour, but uh, that, that nonetheless failed because at least three states had blocked them. In all of those that did fail, Tasmania was the state that voted no. So I think the yes campaign need to be targeting Tasmania because it looks like they have a history of failing us in the referendums. Well, as we know, Tasmania was the biggest state to wipe out every um, Indigenous person they could. Mm. Yeah. So, and as we know, it took until 1997 onwards for them to honour LGBTQI relationships. Mm. Yeah. So, Tasmania, you need to wake up. Exactly. You need to wake the frick up. You really do. That's right. And I have a show and tell on this as well. Very, very short. But it's, um, it's passionate and it's from someone that we don't know we should know. Very, very okay. bright person. Curious. Our life in the trenches. I'll get it. If you don't get it, as I'll get it. Our parents before us and generations. and ge- There's like 65,000 years standing here. This is big for us. And we can do better than we're doing. And it's not a big ask. Yes, it has to have some power. Yes, and you will give us the power. When you vote, yes, we have the mandate of the Australian people. And then we can talk as equals, more equal, with the parliament and the and the executive of the day. So although the word advisory is used, that's a it's a very it's it's a very powerful word in this context. That's why we went for an enshrinement in the constitution because we've tried everything else. We've set up committees, we've done this, we've done that, and nothing has worked. That is Arnie Pat Dodson. Sorry, Arnie Pat Anderson, and. Um... She's um, extremely well known in as an elder in the uh, Indigenous mm. community. So if they're going to listen to someone, they definitely should be listening. Listening to her, exactly. Absolutely, and uh, also if a bit of um, bit of watching and learning, Megan Davis had an Australian story last night. You can get it mm-hmm. on iVu, as Excellent. Wentz I would say. I highly recommend that you have a look at that as well if you don't really know who mm. Megan Davis is because she's pretty incredible. Yep. Do yourself a favour, go watch it. Uh, we'll see if I can watch it tonight or tomorrow. Any more stats Any... from you, my friend? Or... No, that's all the stats for me and okay. it's over to you, my friend. Oh, my friend. Well, we will be back in a bit. 
The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Yes, now they have a uh, donation drive on at the moment until the end of June. Anything that you do donate will be doubled. If you don't know what the Oz Institute does, they did try to explain it then. Uh, They are um, uh, not entirely, but very much partially uh, responsible for the National... Yeah, it's a National Anti-Corruption Commission. But that hasn't come into uh, fruition this year yet, but it will soon. And they, uh, as I say, were partially responsible for getting that up. So if you're, um, if you have anything, uh, if if you believe in integrity uh, in politics and um, not corruption, uh, it might be ideal to donate because mm. they are a philanthropic sort of uh, think tank. They're not like, say, the um, the right wing ones that, as I said mm. before. Uh, just uh, sponsored by fossil fuel companies and all the rest of it who've got yeah, heaps exactly. of coin. So, but when exactly. we need these independent voices, they need to keep banging on the door. As we all know, we need to stop um, opening up coal mines, etc. But this mm. is about indelible Indigenous. So, yes. Wensi, can you. you please um, control the slides for Shadow? Sure. Group, Here please. we go. That is the title, and I'll go to the next slide. Shadow Spirit, over to you. Yes. So uh, that is, I believe, a Mimi. And anyone uh, watching or listening to this program, uh, well, if you're listening, you won't see the photo. But um, <laughs> And, uh, and uh, I, I won't be able to uh, put the links in, um, I don't think. Um, uh, I don't know. Can I, put, can, can I put – I can't really put slide links in, can I? No, I think I did – well – Yes and no. I think I did this once before on a previous show. I did. I'll, I'll work some magic and we'll get the slideshow oh. available. The Wensy magic. That's good. That's good to hear. Yep. So, yes, yeah, so Shadow Spirit. Yeah, absolutely, no worries. So, the Shadow Spirit, it's an exhibition. Obviously, it's in, as you can say, from that. If you're watching um, uh, this on YouTube or live or wherever you're watching it, it's uh, Shadow Spirit. It's a cultural um, exhibition. And it's a contemporary works by first people's artists from across Australia. And the artworks explore themes of ancestral creatures, celestial beings, land protection, energy, and connections to metaphysical and multi-dimensional spaces. It's absolutely brilliant. It's part of the Rising Festival. It's in Melbourne at the moment. And I believe, I believe it either ends in a couple of days' time or the end of this week. I'm not 100% sure. On that one but um but if you are around melbourne um i would highly recommend that you go and um and educate yourself because it's it's pretty eye-opening uh stuff and i will try to narrate some of the photos but some i m- might not be able to but the exhibition uh, just before yep, you get going yep, it's until yep, yep, the 30th of july oh is it really 30th yeah, of july so, yeah so still got time plenty wow. of time Wow. So is that the Shadow Spirits on until the 30th of July? Yes, correct. Fantastic. Excellent work, Wensi. Thank you for that. The exhibition highlights the knowledge and inherited memory of First Peoples, emphasising that the stories are not myths or folklore, but they are networks of cultural knowledge and history, because as we know, that's how they sent their history and knowledge um, through songlines, um, 
and uh, different things, but they didn't have books as such because that's not how it worked. Four main exhibition themes are explored, weaving time, spirit ecologies, the guides, and absent presence. Could you maybe go to a couple more slides and then I'll sure. explain something? Sure. Yeah, just put it. So that one is all about, obviously, weaving time. So everything you're seeing there is hand-woven. And those um, those sort of totems, if you like, mm -hmm. um, are anywhere from probably two and a half, maybe two metres long. Mm -hmm. um, so that big one that looks like a massive ant sort of thing mm. in the top right-hand corner, they're about two metres long. They're, they're very big. Oh. Uh, weavings and you might get a picture in a minute you might see it but the floor is all cross hatched too um no not that one if you can just go yeah go forward again yeah keep going i'll tell you when there it is so okay in, yeah so what that is um those two black um uh, spots you're seeing that's actually a water hole it's a meta it's a metaphor it's a um oh, right. yeah that's what it's meant to be portraying a water hole and all those mystical sort of um, creatures are meant to be of that um, waterhole. Mm. And then the the tall um, uh, uh, figure that you saw before, I, I believe it's called a mimi, is like a guide. It's like a, a metaphysical guide. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, that uh, that yeah that basically is it's part of the sort of spirit world for the. Um, for the indigenous, they have mm. they have quite a few different types of guides, which I didn't mm. know, and, it's and it was really do, interesting. Do you know what those layers mean? The uh, horizontal layered colours, the cross hatching. Um, no, I not, not so much the cross hatching, but see how on, on this totem, yes, you've got white brown. Yes, it's all burgundy. about the yeah, it's all about the sands of the uh, okay. of the desert and the peoples that. Yeah. Um, are in that area that believe because as we know with with mob there's so many different types of mob and on country mm. doesn't mean on a, all of the country it means mm. on that little part of yeah. the country on country if you know what I mean mm. um, and so yeah so each uh, each sort of uh, different mob has a obviously a different place where they're living and they also have slightly different um beliefs etc cetera, etc cetera, which is what we've talked about all the time when it comes to trying to get um agreements on the voice and um and uh the uluru statement etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. so yeah so if you could go forward a little bit mm -hmm. more please a little bit longer or further yep yep okay so this one is called the mulka project and it's in collaboration with Mrs. Malkin Wirrapanda's family, and it creates immersive artwork honouring her legacy as a senior artist from the Yolnu community. Now, this is absolutely amazing. What you're seeing but not quite seeing, maybe if you've got another one that's similar, I might be able to show you a little bit. Um, yeah, that one. Okay. So you can see how high this thing is. It's about two and a half to three metres high. Mm -hmm. And what it is... It's a representation, I believe it's fiberglass, mm -hmm. of a termite mound. I was going to say, because that's what it looks like to me. I've seen yeah. quite a few in Northern Territory. Yes, yes, I know. They're incredible, aren't they? And this is one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen uh, culturally. And what happens is um, it starts off that um, it glows like an Uluru uh, colour, 
-hmm. And then what happens is you start getting these uh, sort of seeds that start going up um, the sides of the um, of the mound, and then the seeds, as you can see, start sprouting into uh, different um, sort of leaves and and uh, sort of wheat. Not I don't think it's wheat as such; it's yeah. native grasses, yeah. etc. Yeah. But but what you're seeing on the ground is it's really clever because what they've done is they've uh, projected um, so that these vines that are on mm-hmm. on the ground around the termite it sort of turns into foot footprints so what happens is you can actually see a footprint because as we know um as we know uh mrs morgan uh died because they 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 tell you that and she was the artist but her sister her sister was also an artist Mm. so what happens is she walks i the the lady that's not with us anymore she walks and um and you can see the footprint; it glows as she walks. Mm. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, and then, as that happens, there's all these new vines and all this new growth yeah, comes right. in behind her. And this is this is changing the whole time. And so, all of sort of like through the seasons and all the rest of it, this mound will change. And then, right mm. at the end, it goes back to the sort of the glowing termite mound again. Yeah. And then what you see is like a like a shield. I thought I had this photo, but I, I don't think it's in there. But you have this shield, and the shield sort of shows like a spot of um, a hole of, of termites. And then all of a sudden, all these termites just start pouring out of these holes straight down the um, side of, of the mound. And then they're all going, as you see, all the vines, they're all crawling all around the floor. It's just, it's incredible. It's absolutely unbelievable. And um, to see the whole thing sort of unfold, it probably takes, probably takes, oh, I think I was in there for about oh, maybe 10, 15 minutes. It takes a while. But gee with it's worth it. I absolutely loved it. So it's so 10 or 15 minutes just for that, for that yeah. one exhibit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was amazing. Nice. So I was only at the place for an hour and 15, but to be honest, you could easily be there for two hours plus. That's yeah, well. just so much really. I mean, if you, if you, I mean, especially if you listen to the audio, because they've got mm. audio you can just download on each piece of art and then yeah, okay. you, you get invested, you know. You mm. go, oh, that's what that story's about, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So, um, yeah, so it was really, really cool. So, oh, the other beautiful thing about this as well is now I will explain that one in a second. The other beautiful uh, thing about this as well is that um, community tickets are available for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities at a mm-hmm. discounted rate. Excellent. Yes. So because they definitely want to make sure that uh, they can – because what I found, and, and I suppose I, I didn't really understand this, but what I found is there's actually a lot of younger Indigenous that don't actually know fully of their history. Their history, yeah, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. So I think that they'd probably have their eyes open too if they mm. go to these um, uh, magnificent uh, exhibitions that they've put on. Uh, it's it really is just awesome. Now the yeah. one that you're seeing there, what that is, it's 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 on a rail. I'll try to describe it, but there's like silhouettes um, of sort of uh, paper or metal or whatever mm. oh, that are that are hanging on a rail. Mm-hmm. And they they go around the room and then they silhouette onto this um, landscape and this landscape that you're seeing changes. Yeah. 
It's a 3D landscape? Uh, No, it is a 2D landscape, so it's just a screen. But the silhouettes keep going. Um, As you can see, there's a figure there that looks like it's walking with a dog and there's a Mm. lady and guy with a gun and there's a boy and et cetera. Now, what it was portraying, it was portraying in 1832 a bunch of of, uh, Indigenous that walked down to uh, Tasmania, down to Hobart, walked down to the the governor. It was about 26 of them, I think. Wanted a treaty, basically. That's what they were looking for. And after that, uh, the governor, it seemed like he was quite happy to do that. Uh, but the higher-ups decided that wasn't what they wanted. And they basically, I don't think they were heard of again. That's it's not pretty, good. No, That's it's, no, it's pretty disgraceful. Not surprising, considering the no. time that they would no. have decided to do that, which is yeah. really yeah. fucking yeah. annoying. Yes, it is. It is fucking Sad. annoying. Absolutely. And, it, yeah, it's just disgraceful more than anything. And that's why Australia, boat Vote. Yes, yes. It's just such a no-brainer, such a no-brainer. But anyway, talking about no-brainer, um, as Wenty has told told me uh, quite eloquently, uh, we are running out of time here because we have just banged on. Well, I have so much, and it's just because it's such an amazing, um, such an amazing exhibition. I just want to try mm. to share it with the uh, yep. listeners, viewers. But yeah, so go to go go and see it yourself. It's absolutely fantastic. So excellent. Oh, we'll see if I can fit it into my tight schedule while I'm here in Melbourne. Yes, you definitely should. I, you, I would make it priority if I if I was you. Uh, tickets aren't too bad, so I don't think they're too expensive. Yeah. Um, so and it's well worth it, and you can stay as long as you like. I think so. Yeah. Okay. One last question before you yes. finish. Yes. Yes. Where is it being held? Where's the exhibition? Oh, Flinders Street Station. Yes, beautiful building, and it is. they've remodeled certain parts of it for this exhibition because I think they were derelict rooms. Well, it's it's heritage listed. So, yeah, they've basically left all the rooms, um, but it has been refurbed. You're right. But it's um, it's still very, you can tell, you know, how old it was, et cetera, et cetera. And That's awesome. The I've, stories, et cetera. Yeah. So. It's pretty rare anyway, to be able to get in there. But anyway, yes. 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 I'll make sure I put the show uh, links in the show notes as always. The new blurb is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstar, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Grass production. It's brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.